This podcast is presented by the Bet Parks online casino and sportsbook app. New customers download now and get up to $1,000 in casino bonus back if you're not a winner in your first 24 hours. See BetParks.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 in PA, New Jersey, Maryland, Michigan, or Ohio. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. It's Window Nation's semi-annual sale, and it's a big deal. Right now, get 50% off all windows along with no interest for five years plus bonus savings when you schedule a consult to Today. If your windows leak, get foggy or hot, or you're paying high utility bills, that's a big deal. With Window Nation semi annual sale, you can replace your windows and save a big deal too. Schedule a no obligation in home estimate now. Call 866 90 Nation or visit windownation.com. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode of BGN Radio is brought to you by Clip It, the hottest app that is out there. Watch TV, make clips, and share. For more information, check them out at ClipIt.tv or check them on Twitter at ClipItTV. Hey guys, John Barchard here. The Eagles are heading to the NFC Championship game, which means that fantasy football season must be over, right? No, no, no. With one-week fantasy football at DraftKings.com, the fantasy football season does not stop until the games do. So while your season-long league might be done, it's not too late to draft a new team and win money while doing it. At DraftKings, there's so many ways to play. You can choose from public contests with huge cash prizes or private contest where you can compete against your friends and they've even got beginner and casual contests where you'll play against people of similar skill sets. And the best part, you get to draft a new team each week. And drafting a team is arguably the best part of fantasy, well aside from winning all the cash, that is. Huge cash prizes and bragging rights await only at DraftKings. Use promo code BGNR at DraftKings.com right now to play for free with your first deposit for your share of hundreds of thousands of dollars in total prizes this Sunday. But hurry, Sunday's gonna come around. We're gonna be tailgating, drinking beer, and rooting for the birds, so get to DraftKings.com right now and choose your lineup, and you can play for some serious cash on Sunday while going crazy at the link. That's code BGNR, only at DraftKings.com. You're listening to BGN Radio. It is second down and 11, Saints. Breeze straight back. He's looking. He is hit, and down he goes. This time it is Fletcher Cox. Fletcher Cox has Breeze back at the 40-yard line. Philadelphia Eagles are going to the NFC Championship game. I know it's been a couple days since we've known that, but I still can't believe it's happening, guys. It's happening. The Eagles are really one win away from going to Super Bowl 52. Where are we right now? How is this happening? I'm Brandon Lee Gowton. This is another Monday edition of Afternoon QB with BLG here to take you through today's Eagles topics, we got a lot of stuff going on. There's a there's a couple things I want to hit today, such as the Pat Shermer hire to the Giants, the Eagles Vikings preview, obviously, and a couple other things. Before I get into all that, I do want to mention that the Eagles are underdogs once again, so it is a perfect opportunity to get your Philadelphia Underdogs t-shirt. Those are available. You can check them out at, on my Twitter feed. I have some links to it at Brandon Gowton at Bleeding Green on Twitter on BleedingGreenNation.com so you can check those shirts out. I think they're pretty good. Uh, the, the whole underdog thing is really funny. Lane Johnson and, and Chris Long did a great job with that. So go check those out if you're interested. Also, if you like the podcast, obviously, 
go leave us a review on Apple Podcast, iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud, SoundCloud, all that good stuff. Five-star reviews. Give us some feedback. Appreciate it. But let's get into some Eagles talk here, man. The Eagles are one game away from going to the Super Bowl, and they've been a tough opponent this week. I think the Minnesota Vikings are a very good team, and I know they wouldn't even freaking been in this game if they didn't have some kind of miracle the miracle in minnesota as they're calling it against the saints but this is a good team they're they're a very good defense Uh, the offense has been playing much better than expected with case keenum at quarterback the wide receivers are really really good and i think a really bad matchup when you think about some of the concerns on the eagles and how those eagles cornerbacks ronald darby and Jalen Mills, who, you know, they've played well at times. they played poorly at times. But Stephon Diggs and Adam Thielen, those are really, really good wide receivers. Those are top 10 kind of guys, or at least, you know, up there, around there in the NFL right now. They're certainly going to be a big challenge to the Eagles this week. They're, the Vikings are a good team. Let's not take anything away from them. With that said, I feel good. I really do. I feel good. I think... I'm at a point with this Eagles team, and I think other people should be here too. I mean, it's up to you. I can only, you can take my advice or not. But I think the Eagles have reached a point where doubting them just doesn't make sense. There's no reason to doubt them at this point. And that's coming from me, a guy who, look, I'm still not the biggest Nick Foles believer. You know, he played really poorly in that first half of that Falcons game. He played better in the second half. I don't think he did anything amazing, but he did his job. He was good enough, and that's fine. That's fine for this team, and I think he can be that. I think he can be that for this team. I think he can be fine enough. I'm still going to worry about the things that happen in terms of he threw, overthrew Trey Burton, who's wide open on a clutch on a crucial third down. It could have been that could have put the Eagles in the red zone. Could have been a touchdown. And the the throw to Torrey Smith, I mean, come on, that was just terrible. He threw it into quadruple coverage, and it ended up being a 20-yard completion. It should have been an interception. So I was at the game, and you see some of those things, too, when you're at the game, where and you just see that there are concerns with Nick Foles. But I did see some good things from him as well, to credit him. And, you know, you can look at the stats and as some people, as my, my man Corey here, Corey Quincy is pointing out in the comments that I'm being too harsh on him because he had good stats. The stats don't tell the whole story, Corey. I mean, that's not the case. But I want to give Nick Foles some credit. I know this, this pains me, obviously, to do this, but he climbed the pocket well. I thought he got the ball out quickly and was decisive and confident as opposed to earlier in the game even not looking so confident. So better. Better than what I would expected, probably. It's it's decent. It's not great. The stats lie a little bit because there were misplays there. And again, I mean, just imagine if that Torrey Smith play is an interception instead of a 20-yard completion. I mean, that jukes the passer rating entirely right there. So I don't want to hear about how the rating tells the whole story when it easily could have been an interception there. So I don't want to drag this all about Foles. I don't want to make it all about him uh, because the real star of the show... 
is Doug Peterson. Doug Peterson is doing an incredible job with this team. The reason why Nick Foles is having success is not on his own merit. It's really not because he's not doing anything exceptional. Doug Peterson is doing a great job. And I'm not trying to take away from Nick Foles there. I'm just saying Doug Peterson is doing a great job with this team right now. You look at the game plan. It made sense against the Falcons. You try to take a deep shot early, show that you're going to be aggressive. That's something the Eagles needed to do because they were kind of being too conservative with Foles. They did that right out of the gate. You look at the running game. We all said the Eagles need to run the ball, especially with Jay Ajayi. That's what they did. From there, they used the run the, the and set up play action, set up RPOs. All that good stuff. Doug Peterson and some of the individual play calls were just so good as well. I mean, you look at the Nelson Aguilar handoff. It was a fake toss to Jay Ajayi. The defense bit on it. And all of a sudden, the Eagles are into the red zone. You look at Doug Peterson's aggression to go for it on fourth down in the red zone, which led to LeGarrette Blunt's touchdown. You look at the screen. I love the second screen pass to Jay Ajayi. I loved it because... They only got three yards when they ran it right before that, but then they went out and they did it again and they got a 30-yard gain. That kind of... Doug Peterson, he's playing chess. He really is. Doug Peterson is playing chess while some of these other coaches are playing checkers. This is a guy who gets it. He He's not reinventing the wheel. He's just doing things that he knows works. He gets creative from time to time, but I'm not saying... I'm saying he's not like this... Chip Kelly, Sean McVay, like mythical innovator that people make him out to be. No, he's just a good football coach doing things that make sense and being aggressive. And there's a lot to like with Doug Peterson. And to me, he's the coach of the year. And I tweeted it out after the game. And so many Rams fans and some other, even some Eagles fans who apparently don't like Doug Peterson, which I think is crazy at this point. We're like, oh, no, it's Sean McVay. Look, guys, I've been saying it all year. Doug Peterson had a better record than Sean McVay. He beat Sean McVay, and then he went out and he beat the team that beat Sean McVay's team in the playoffs. I don't want to hear about how Sean McVay is better. And look, I'm not even trying to take away from Sean McVay because I think he did a good job as well. But Doug Peterson has been better. And look, coach of the year thing doesn't matter right now. Throw that out the window over there. But the way you feel about this team moving forward with with Doug Peterson at the helm, I mean, you have to feel good about that. Like, that's a reason why you should feel confident about this team. Like I was saying earlier, I don't think there's reason to have a lot of doubt anymore just because this team fights hard and they bring it every week. I mean, a lot of that goes into Doug Peterson, too. Not just him getting the team ready, but his game day, his game plan for game day, the, the play calling. Just everything that Doug Peterson is doing, pressing the right buttons, so to speak, in terms of embracing that underdog mentality, Doug Peterson has done a great job, and you have to feel really good about it, not only in the future and the long term, but just, I mean, this year, again, this year, just having the chance to win a Super Bowl, potentially, with all the injuries this team has had. I mean, Doug, man, Doug is the guy. He's doing great. You have to feel good about him, and I do. And the other thing you have to feel really good about with this team is the defense, obviously. I mean, that Eagles defense is playing well. And look, I'm not right about everything. Maybe I think I am sometimes, but I'm not. But for all the people who were kind of concerned about the Eagles defense, and I was at the time in that Giants game, 
but kind of after that game, I kind of put it into perspective, and I was like, you know what? This Eagles defense still plays pretty well at home, and that was the case. This Eagles defense does play really well at home. We saw that against the Falcons. The Falcons, they had that first drive where they went down the field, and they looked pretty good doing it, and they scored a field goal, but the Falcons were still in their script at that point in the game, so whatever. Uh they get a field goal. The Eagles defense holds them to three points. That's fine. And that drive started anyway because the Eagles turned the ball over with a JHI fumble. So, all right, whatever. The Falcons get a field goal. The rest of the game, they don't do anything except for the play, of course, the, the touchdown drive they had where it was a the muffed punt on Brian Bremen. And the, the ball started at the 18-yard line for the Falcons. But I, well, the thing I love about that, touchdown drive there is even though the Eagles allowed it it was assisted by a bad penalty call on Rodney McLeod and it was also assisted or I mean it was also a point where the Eagles got the Falcons to third and goal and it took that much so even with all that disadvantage there they still took it to a point where the Falcons they really made the Falcons work for that touchdown is what I'm trying to say on an 18-yard drive. So you have to feel good the way this Eagles defense is playing at home. I think, you know, I'm giving all this credit to Doug Peterson, who deserves it, but Jim Schwartz as well. I mean, Jim Schwartz has doing a good job of scheming things up here. The players are clearly playing hard for him. You got to give credit to the players. I mean, this defensive line is great. It's great. Fletcher Cox is a monster. Brandon Graham is stopping runs left and right, making tackles in the backfield. He's getting pressure. It's, it's awesome stuff to see. And then I'm going back to the offense real quick here. The offensive line, too. I mean, this is why Howie Roseman said the Eagles want to build in the trenches because that's how you win games in the NFL. It's such like a, a traditional football guy kind of thing to say. Like, I'm not, I'm not uh, breaking news here, but it's true, man. When you have a dominant offensive line, which the Eagles offensive line really was. And again, a thing that helped Nick Foles and the running game because he didn't face a lot of pressure. He was only sacked once. He only got hit four times. That's good stuff, man. And the defensive line, they got a ton of pressure on Matt Ryan. They sacked him three times. They hit him, I think it was like 11 times. That's great. And going into this Eagles-Vikings game, they're going to need another big game out of both of those units. I mean, the offensive line has their hands full with a very, very good defensive line. Everson Griffin on Halapuli Vadi Vaitai is a big mismatch for the Eagles. That's a that's a big concern. I think uh, that's going to be an issue potentially on Sunday. The Eagles are going to have to come up with a way to kind of give Big V some extra help there, kind of you know use a tight end to chip Everson Griffin because. Everson Griffin's a really good player and Big V I think didn't look from what I could gather didn't look bad against the Falcons but I'm still kind of there's a level of concern there and it's not just Everson Griffin Daniel Hunter had I think 12 and a half sacks last year or 13 he has seven this year that's a guy who can get after the passer Lane Johnson obviously you feel good about Lane blocking him but still and then you have Linval Joseph on the inside who is a big big dude he's 6'4 330 he can generate some pressure up the middle, and he's a really good run stuffer as well. I mean, this Vikings defense stuffs the run. 
just like the Eagles are really good at stopping the run, the Eagles are better at it than the Vikings, but the Vikings can do it too. So it's going to be tough for this Eagles offense to move the ball. I think you trust in Doug Peterson to scheme things up and make some things happen, but to an extent, the Vikings are just really good. So this Eagles offensive line really needs to have another big game this week, I think, and the defensive line too. I mean, that's where I think... The Eagles hold one of the biggest advantages over the Vikings in this game. The Vikings offensive line is not good. They rank 13th in pass protection by pro football focus. You can take that for what it's worth. You look at all their offensive line grades on pro football focus. Again, take it for what it's worth there, but they're not good. They allow pressure and you look at it in the whole Case Keenum is the third most pressured quarterback in the NFL this year. Think about that. Meanwhile, the Eagles had more pressures than anyone else in the NFL this year. So the Eagles are going to be able to pressure Case Keenum. The question is, can they get him down? Because despite pressuring Case Keenum, uh, being able to do that, you look at the other side of it and Case Keenum his sack percentage ranks second in the NFL. So he's been re- sacked the second fewest amount of times in terms of percentage. So he gets pressured a lot, but he doesn't get sacked a lot. And that's a big reason a big reason why that happens is because he's mobile, man. He's a guy, I mean, he, you don't think of him as a, you know, someone who's super dangerous with his legs and taking off and running down the field, but in the pocket especially that guy can move around and scramble and do and extend plays. That's a big concern I have. We've seen how Russell Wilson, and I'm not saying Case Keenum is Russell Wilson, but you've seen how Russell Wilson and that kind of impact a mobile quarterback has on this defense. It makes it tough for the Eagles. They have to finish plays. You can't just get near Case Keenum. That's one of my biggest concerns this week, and I think the Eagles are going to get near him but I'm afraid they might not wrap him down. That's the challenge. You got to wrap him up or force him into a bad throw. Like you cannot just get near him. You have to drag him to the ground because he's slippery. He gets away from people and then he extends plays and he throws it down to one of those two good receivers in Thielen or Diggs. Those guys get open on those broken plays. So that's a big concern for this defense. That defensive line has to bring it and just dominate this game. And I think they can. I really do. So I have faith in it, but it has to happen. I mean, you can't just be one of those games where uh, the defensive line is lackluster or the defensive line is getting near the quarterback. They're generating some pressure, but they're not sacking him. Like, they have to get sacks this week. Like, bringing him down to the ground is imperative. So it'll be a big game again for the guys in the trenches. They were great against the Falcons going to need to really step up against the Vikings as well. And again, think they can do it, but got to see it. Um, I think that's all I had for the Vikings for now. We'll get more into that obviously throughout the week with all these BGN radio preview shows. And you can leave your comments here. If you're on the Facebook live broadcast if you're listening to the replay you obviously can't but you can always give it feedback again on iTunes um, so getting into some of the other news in the NFL going on today the Giants hired Pat Shermer and or well it's actually, it's reported that it's happened it hasn't officially happened because he's still coaching with the Vikings obviously which is interesting 
I just don't get it with the Pat Shermer thing, man. Everyone's talking about, okay, yeah, he's done a great job with Case Keenum. Okay, whatever. I mean, you look at all the other offenses he's been involved with, they're not good. And maybe that's talent, whatever. I don't think he's gotten the most out of them. I just, I don't see it. When I covered Pat Shermer, he was so uninspiring and bland to me. I just, I don't get it. I don't, I really just don't get it. I think Eagles fans sh- should be happy that not only once the Eagles beat the Vikings, they'll be going to the Super Bowl, it'll also mean the Giants will probably be hiring Pat Sherman the next day since the Vikings will be eliminated at that point. So I think that's just even another win for the Eagles because I just don't think Sherman's good. And look, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm going to be the, the Mike Lombardi who doubts Pat Shermer. And all of a sudden, he turns into a good coach, just like a lot of people didn't have a lot of faith in Doug Peterson, and Doug Peterson turned out to be good. But the thing is, with Shermer, he's not an unknown. Like, he was a coach, and he was bad. And again, maybe you want to blame the Browns, saying that the Browns make anyone bad, but I don't know, man. Shermer was doing things there that were independent of the Browns being bad. Like, he was making bad coaching decisions. So, we'll see. I don't want to spend too much time on the Giants thing, but I just want to talk about that a little bit because there are only two head coaching jobs left, and it's Arizona and Tennessee. And we've seen Jim Schwartz and John Filippo connected to Arizona. There hasn't been a strong indication they're going to end up there, but I don't know. It could happen. There's still time for things like that to happen. Um, Arizona doesn't really have a strong favorite right now. Apparently it was Shermer, but that's not happening anymore, according to reports. So we'll see how that goes. But yeah, so maybe the Eagles keep almost all their coaches. That would be pretty good, right? Uh, I think John Filippo could still be gone because his contract's up. He could get an offensive coordinator job somewhere, but maybe there isn't one for maybe there isn't one there out there for him. And there might be because apparently Steve Wilkes, who might get a coaching job, the Panthers defensive coordinator, uh, wants John Filippo to come on board with him if he gets hired. But maybe he doesn't get hired. I mean, who knows at this point? There's there's a lot up in the air. I just think it's interesting how, including myself, we were all sure that the Eagles would lose at least one of these guys and they might lose none. So we'll see how that goes. Just another thing to keep in mind. I know everyone's mind is on the playoffs here, but kind of just the coaching search is out there too. So uh, I think it's time now to get into everyone's favorite part of the show. And that is our three over and unders that we do every week with our good friend, Stephen Lee. Again, Stephen Lee is on Twitter. That's at Stephen underscore Lee 20. And that's Steven with a PH. You can follow him. He's a great guy. He's going to be at the game this week. I think I saw him tweet at me while I've been doing this. So that's awesome. If you see him, go hang out with him. And you can probably do that at the BGN Radio tailgate show this week. So if you're going to the game, if you're tailgating, whatever, come out to the Jetro lot because the BGN Radio guys will be there. John and James will be holding it down. With the pregame tailgate, it'll be awesome. So make sure you do that. Again, it's in the Jetro lot. You can check out the BGN Radio Twitter feed. That's at BGN underscore radio for a map. But before we get into the overs and unders, it is time to talk about DraftKings. And by the way, before I get into the DraftKings thing, John is saying in the comments here that at the Jetro lot, they'll probably start the tailgate around 11. There are only four teams left in the NFL playoffs, but that doesn't mean fantasy football is over. 
because with one week fantasy football at DraftKings, the fantasy football season doesn't stop until the games do. So while your season long league is done, it's not too late to draft a new team and you can win money while doing it. So at DraftKings, there are many ways to play. You can choose from public contests with huge cash prizes or private contests where you can compete against your friends. And they've even got beginner and casual contests where you'll play against people of similar skill level. The best part about all of it is you get to draft a new team each week, even in the playoffs here. And drafting a team is always fun. It is arguably the best part of fantasy aside from winning cash. So huge cash prizes and bragging weights await only at DraftKings. How you get into this, as you're seeing now, if you're in the chat, the info is there. You use code BGNR, again, that's four letters, BGNR, at DraftKings.com to play free with your first deposit for your share of hundreds of thousands of dollars in total prizes this Sunday. But hurry, because Sunday will be here before you know it, so get to DraftKings.com right now, well, once I'm done here, to choose your lineup, and you can play for serious cash on Sunday, this Sunday. That's code BGNR, only at DraftKings.com, and it is a minimum $5 deposit required. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. So go check that out. Um, and now it is time for the over and unders that you have all been waiting for. So as always, we have three here. I'm going to start with the first one. I'm going to get into total turnovers on both sides. So Stephen Lee had this for me here. Three is the over and under he set. Do you think there will be three, more than three, or fewer than three to- total turnovers in this game for both sides combined? I think there's going to be more than three. I mean, this game to me, the Vikings don't have, for as good of a Vikings, or sorry, good of a defense the Vikings have, they're not a super turnover heavy team like in terms of takeaways. And obviously Case Keenum has only thrown, what, seven interceptions in the regular season. He had one against the Saints. So, But I, I just think, you know, with the way Foles has thrown some risky passes, as we saw in the Falcons game, and, and the way that I think this Eagles defense will pressure Case Keenum, and just the fact that the Eagles have been fumbling too much, which hopefully doesn't continue, but I think this could be an ugly game. So I'm taking the over on three turnovers because we saw this Eagles defense force five turnovers in a single half against the Raiders. And I'm not saying that means it'll happen again, but... That potential is kind of there. So I'm going to take the over on the turnovers. That's kind of an easier call for me. Now, the second of our three over and unders is Eagles offense here. Over or under 300 total yards for the offense. Now, that one is a tougher call because the Vikings rank first in the NFL in yards per game allowed. Um, They've been, I mean, they're, again, they're a really tough defense they rank first and it's at 280 is what they allow on average so do the you think the eagles get over 300 man i don't know i think it'll be close so i'm going to take the under here because i just don't think i have a lot of faith in this offense with Nick Foles and and everything that they have. Like I think they can do enough to win, but I just don't think they're going to be great. And I think 300 could be a lot to ask. So I don't I don't see it. I don't see over 300 yards this week, or at least I don't feel confident enough to pick it here. I feel good in Doug, so I'm not going to rule it out. But I don't know. I just don't. I think I'm taking the under in that as well. So. Leads us to our last one, 
And that is 31 total points scored. So the over-under for this game in terms of like what it actually is, not just set by Stephen Lee, but by the betters, uh, the line, the over-under for this game is actually 38. So Stephen Lee is making it even more intense on me, and he's making it 31. Um, so if I had to predict the score of this game, I would say something like last week where it's 15 to 10, maybe it's like a 17 to 14 game. That would be a push at that point. I'm going to take the under because I think it's going to be an ugly game. If I'm taking the under in yards, I I think obviously the points aren't going to be there as well. Now with that said, and with this game expected to be a defensive struggle, knowing how the NFL works watch it just totally be a shootout because that's like the NFL gets weird like that. Everyone always like you'll have a game and everyone's like, Oh, it's going to be a defensive struggle. And then it's not, it's a, it's a, somehow you'll suddenly case Keenum and Nick Foles are combining for like nine passing touchdowns. Cause again, that's just the craziness of the NFL. It's what makes it fun. It's what makes it good. And again, it's just so crazy to me that the Eagles are actually back at the NFC championship game. Even if Carson Wentz is here, I think I would just still be like, I wouldn't be surprised because I I would believe they could get there. But just the fact that it's here makes it like the Eagles are one game away from the Super Bowl. Like that makes it just so real thinking about it. And it's, it's not easy to get here, man. It's not an easy spot to be in. And at this point, honestly, if the season ended this week, I wouldn't be, I mean, just hear me out before you judge anything. I wouldn't be devastated because I think the Eagles have already gotten to a point where there's satisfaction because they won a playoff game and they proved people wrong who are picking against them in the Falcons game. They've not accomplished the final goal, but they've done enough to the point where I can't be super disappointed, I guess, because... I think, you know, this has been a great year for them. And I feel good about Doug Peterson moving forward. And I feel good about Carson Wentz moving forward. And that doesn't guarantee they'll ever get back here. But you have to feel optimistic about their long-term outlook. Now, with that said, you're a game away from the Super Bowl. So I can't just be like, (laughs) I can't just be like, oh, whatever. I mean, you're one game away. And at that point, you got to win. And then at that point, you're in the Super Bowl. And you got to win that. So... The Eagles are so close, man. They're so close. And I really believe in this team. I really believe in they can do it. And I don't I don't think that's just wishful thinking. I think this team has gone out there and they've proven it. Like that Falcons game after that game, the energy was just so real. And like this what it said about the character of this team, about embracing that underdog role and being disrespected. And then they're underdogs again this week. Like this team, it's special. It's a special team. It just has a feel of that way. It's not, this isn't a regular year or just another year. It's a special year. It's been, it's felt that way for a long time. This is a special team. You have to feel good about them. I do feel good about them and their chances to beat the Eagles, or sorry, not beat the Eagles, beat the Vikings uh, this Sunday. The game is at 640 at the link. They're going to need you guys, the fans, to be loud again. You guys, that's another thing I think maybe we're not talking about enough. You guys have done an awesome job, man. The the link was louder than it's ever been, at least from what I could tell when I was there. Like my loudest it's been when I've been there. The I was trying to take a video 
of you guys in the crowd and my my phone was shaking like the the video came out shaky and that was just before the game it got even louder when it was you know a big third down moment in the game so Eagles fans are great that you're going to need to come out strong again and give this team that energy and boost that defense because you do that and you get to the Super Bowl and at that point the Eagles are playing in Minnesota and Minnesota isn't and who knows? They'll either be playing the Patriots or the Jaguars. We'll see how that game goes. So hopefully that's the case. Again, we'll be talking about this game much more throughout the week. You can find all of our podcasts at bjnradio.com, on our iTunes feed, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Google Play, Satchel, any kind of podcast app there is out there. Make sure you subscribe, leave a rating, leave a five-star review. We would really appreciate it. Also, if you like our If you like the podcast and you want some more, some of our bonus content, that's always available at patreon.com slash BGN radio. I want to thank you guys for tuning in to this live broadcast, which is always airs around four o'clock on Mondays afternoon QB with BLG. That's on facebook.com slash bleeding green nation. And if you're listening on the replay, I appreciate that as well. But if you want to check out the live version, do that sometime. And I think that's just all I got for today. So, Take it easy, everyone, and let's get a win this week, right? Go, Birds. Stretch your hand and I'm going to chop it off. I dare you ask for a favor from your boss's boss. Shrimp, scampi, angel head noodles, white wine sauce. Rwanda and the Ross, reload the Nina Ross. Settle metal when I'm focused on the green Donetto. Hocus Pocus, Gucci Lopez, cake with bacon soda. Cake for soldiers moving weight from Maine to Nova Scotia. Bang revolvers, problem solvers, that and pain the mothers. Lost a child, clips from play when they hear the loud. Nightmares, walking dead cause they sleep in pain. You either sheep or shit, be scared or cut the pieces. I lust for custom coops with the honey mustard.